a little troubled by what's going on around you in the culture. Do you feel afraid sometimes? Are you looking around at what uh, decisions are coming down in our government and things that are happening in the public schools and even things that are happening in churches who claim the name of Jesus um, and you feel sort of defenseless? Hey, this is Heidi St. John, and I'm going to talk a little bit today about putting on the armor of God and what that looks like. Because guess what? The Bible says that we are in a war. We are in an absolute war, and we are able to see it, I think, now more clearly than uh, this generation for sure has seen it. We're certainly seeing the face in many places of just full-on, flat-out evil. And as I speak to parents around the country, um, I'm I'm seeing a lot of parents who not only feel afraid, but they're culture-worn, they're frustrated, and they wonder what they can do. And the Bible says there's a whole lot you can do. And the very first thing you want to do is put on the armor of God. I am going to uh, issue a call today to all of you who are listening to this who know the Lord to say, listen, your pastor cannot put on the suit of armor for you. He cannot put the armor of God on for you. You put that on yourself. You are a child of God. You are in a battle, and it's time to suit up. So today's podcast is going to come from Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18. So if you've got your Bible and you want to get it out and just ink it up, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18, I want to remind you, those of you who are uh, who have been doing the scripture writing challenge, I do a scripture writing challenge every month at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. It's an opportunity for you to get into the word of God every day and just write out a passage of scripture. And there's a couple of different tools that I like to use. I will link back to those today. Um, I'm absolutely loving the new Inspire Bible from Tyndale. And they have incorporated everything about uh, Bible journaling that many of you were already into and the coloring book craze, which I, you know, I first was like, you know, wah, wah, who's got time for that? You guys, I love this Bible, the Inspire Bible by Tyndale. Uh, and you will love it. I'll link back to that today so you can get one for yourself. But it's so important for you to be in the Word of God. Also, I really want to encourage you, if to encourage you, if you are listening to this podcast and it is blessing and encouraging you, we could really use your financial support and your prayers. I'm going to link back to an opportunity for you uh, to do that today. But we are part of a nonprofit organization called Firmly Planted Family that is dedicated to helping families become firmly planted in the rich soil of the Word of God. And you can find us at Firmly Planted Family. Dot org And if you just get onto that website and click on the How You Can Help button, it'll take you down to a little button that, uh, that will show you ways that you can give to this organization. It is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all your gifts are tax deductible. And really what we need more than anything else is monthly support. And so if you are listening to this and you're encouraged and you would like to encourage us uh, to be able to bring you this podcast and to be able to uh, write the things that we're writing and encourage you. We'd love to encourage you to give to Firmly Planted Family. Also really want to encourage you to check out the Bible study that we've written for families. We have four volumes written right now. The first two books cover the uh, the the first five books of the Bible and the next two in the volume of Firmly Planted Family covers the Gospels. And the thing that sets our Bible study apart from any of the other ones you're going to find out there is that you can do it with your whole family. So little kids all the way up through high schoolers, everybody, uh, parents will read just one passage of scripture. And then there are um, activities and questions for every age child. So little, um, so coloring pages for your little ones, all the way up to much more challenging questions for high school age students and for parents. So check that out at firmlyplantedfamily.org. It's the Firmly Planted Bible Study Series. All right, let's talk a little bit about 
the armor of God today. I want to just read Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 18. It says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all power and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication of the saints. And when when you hear the word saint, really what the Bible is talking about is people who who are Christians, people who follow who follow God. And I want to talk about the armor of God today for a couple of reasons. Um we are we are in incredibly uh, spiritually challenging and uh dark times right now in this world. And I got a question, a couple of them actually, um on my Facebook page, just people asking me, you know, listen, one lady said, "Heidi, I'm worried about you. If you would just stop talking about um you know, uh, what's happening in the culture. Stop talking about politically charged things. Stop talking about uh, things that people disagree on. Stop taking a a stand about uh, things like transgenders in the bathrooms and stuff like that. Uh, She said, people will just leave you alone. And I just want to say, you know, because sometimes I think people believe that, you know, somebody who takes a stand must be just made of steel and must be, you know, this ultra uh, brave. And we've always told our children, you know what, you can do anything, just do it afraid. Like if, if I really believe that in this culture, the enemy is using a spirit called fear to keep us from speaking the truth, to keep us from saying uh, what we know is right. And sometimes our fear is even blinding us to what is true. And I see many, many Christians, or at least people who call themselves Christians, who have such a lack of discernment and are so unable to see what is actually behind some of these things because they're afraid, because they're afraid of uh, coming across as judgmental, because they're afraid of uh, being picked on. You know, we have Christians who are giving their lives over uh, in the Middle East right now for the sake of the gospel. And this generation of Christians is afraid of being uh, persecuted on Facebook. And I'm I'm here to tell you, look, I've been persecuted on, on social media a lot, and it really isn't any fun. But it's nothing compared to what so many people in other parts of the country, uh, in other parts of the world even, are going through. And when we talk about the armor of God, if we're going to stand in this generation, we better know how to put it on. God's armor, the Bible says, brings victory because it's far more protective uh, than anything that we can do in uh, uh, in the natural. It's the very life of Jesus Christ himself. Put on the armor, wrote Paul to the letter uh, in his letter to the Romans, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you do that, when you clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus, he becomes your hiding place. He becomes your shelter uh, in the storm, just as he was to the psalmist David. And when you hide in him, then you can count on his victory because he not only covers you as a shield, he also fills you with his life. And this is important for, you know, many of you who are listening to to this today are encountering um, 
persecution for the for the sake of the gospel. You've said something on social media or you've spoken to a family member about something that you see happening around you and you know in your heart what is true and what is right. And you get out there and you're brave and you say it and then bam, the enemy, uh, you get shot at and you uh, and you can feel discouraged. Um, so I want to go through um, the the armor of God with you just really quickly in the in the few minutes I have left to talk about each one of those things and then ask you, are you uh, are you doing it? So let's talk about first the belt of truth. Are you standing firm on what God says? The Bible says that there is such a thing as truth and that God defines it. I've talked about this over and over in the podcast today, and I'll link back to some of those things. But uh, the Bible says that there is such a thing as truth that God defines it. Now, the culture is going to tell you that truth is relative, right? That your truth is different from my truth and my truth is different from my neighbor's truth. But the Bible says that there is such a thing as good and evil. There is such a thing as truth, which means by default, there is such a thing as a lie. And when we buckle on the belt of truth, we are standing firm on what God says. We're not swayed by the culture. We're not swayed by fear. We're not moved from our position by an emotional argument because we recognize that the best thing that we can do is to be who God says we are and to stand on the truth of the word of God. That is the reason why, men and women, it is so important for you, those of you who are listening to this, who claim the name of Jesus, to believe what God says about himself and his word. He says that his word is inerrant, that it is, it is infallible, that it never changes. So in other words, God hasn't changed his mind. Nothing that's happening in the culture today has changed the truth of the word of God. Nothing has changed God's position. It remains the same. And when we buckle on the belt of truth, what we're really doing is we're standing firm on what God says, and we're not swayed by the culture. When we put on the breastplate of righteousness, the question we need to ask ourselves is, are we living a holy life? What does holy mean? Holy means set apart, different. Uh, a way when we when we live a holy life, we're constantly asking the Lord, Father, is this what you want me to do? Is this what is this the attitude that you want me to take? The Bible says that we as believers are supposed to have the attitude of Christ Jesus. He didn't call us to be doormats. He called us to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. That's tough. And we aren't able to do that unless we put on the breastplate of righteousness. When we put on the breastplate of righteousness, it covers, where does a breastplate go? It covers the heart, right? It covers those internal organs, those things that you need in order to uh, be healthy, in order to be whole. And that's what we do when we put on the breastplate of righteousness. We live a holy life before the Lord. Are your shoes uh, the are your shoes the shoes of the gospel of peace? Are you standing firm? Are you spreading peace? Now, this one is a tough one a little bit, I think, uh, because what I'm noticing happening in the culture, particularly when we talk about uh, peace, is a lot of, of Christians believe that uh, the verse that says, you know, don't judge lest, lest you be judged means that we are supposed to be quiet, that we are not supposed to engage in the culture, that we don't engage in politics, that we don't engage in uh, calling out sin when we see it. But that's actually the opposite of what God said. God said, God has called his people to righteous judgment. And when we uh, when we speak the truth of God, we are also called to speak it in love. And in such in doing so, we spread peace. Does that mean the peace is going to follow us when we say what's right? No, not always, because you're certainly going to be railed against. I've experienced that many, many times. But what it does mean is that you have the peace of God, which passes understanding. And God gives that to you. And it really is. It, it is something that comes from the Holy Spirit that allows us to stand firm, uh, on what God says in a way that is both loving and truthful, because I've said this before and I'll say it again, uh, the love apart from the truth isn't really love at all, 
right? And so a person who, um, who believes that what they're doing is right, but you know that God said it's wrong. It doesn't really matter what they think or even what you think. It really only matters what God thinks. And we love those around us when we tell them the truth. You guys, we're living in a generation right now that is literally crying out for for hope and change. We elected Barack Obama twice here in the United States because he thought he was going to bring hope and change. Did it work for us? No. Because hope and change is never found apart from the gospel. It's never found apart from Jesus. So shod your feet with a gospel of peace and be prepared, the Bible says, in season and out of season to share what what you know about God and to share his truth. The shield of faith, are you walking in obedience away from fear? Are you running to the roar instead of running away from it? Do you, do you run uh, to where God said, stand firm? You run to the front lines. If God calls you, so people, this is another question I get all the time. You know, people say, why do you even care? I care because God cares. We should care about the things that God cares about. I pray every day, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Give me the ability to speak the truth in love. Help me walk in obedience. Help me walk away from fear and into faith. And we do that. Um, fear tests our faith. And the Bible says we are supposed to hold up the shield of faith, say, Father, help me run to the roar, run into battle, to not be afraid. And we can do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. The helmet of salvation, when when uh, the Apostle Paul said, put on the helmet of salvation, the question you need to ask yourself is, think of where does a helmet go? It, it covers your head, right? It covers, uh, it protects your head, which is protection for your brain. And are we taking our thoughts captive? Are we taking our thoughts captive? Are we refusing to to um to let our thoughts of fear or whatever uh, take hold of us? Sometimes we refuse to take hold of of our salvation by allowing our thoughts to take us captive. And the Bible says that we are not to do that. That instead we are to put on the helmet of salvation to protect our thoughts and to say, Lord, help me to have your thoughts. Your your motivation, your heart, your love, and the way that we do that is by putting on the helmet of salvation. And finally, are you are you wielding the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God? The Bible says that the men and women of God should be able to rightly divide the word of truth. And this is where you know my beef with Christians who go to church on Mondays, and, or I mean rather on Sundays and Wednesdays, and we check it off a list and we think we've done it, and we uh, we sit there and we listen to the pastor, but then we don't learn ourselves how to use the word of God to wield the sword of the spirit in this generation. When we don't learn how to use it in battle against the lies of the enemy, the enemy takes ground. And if you want to take back the ground that the enemy is stealing from this generation, the best way to do that is to learn how to rightly divide the word of truth. Uh, it, it is to be able to recognize a wolf in sheep's clothing. Sometimes I, you know, occasionally I'll turn on, you know, I don't know, the big hair station and I'll, I'll hear, um, um, you know, someone who claims the name of Jesus, a pastor, and he's up there and I'm telling you what, he's not speaking for the Lord because the words that are coming out of so many of the mouths, pastors who say that, who, who are marrying, uh, who are performing uh, homosexual marriages. Hello, that's not God. He's not even remotely quiet about that issue. God has has told us in his word what is right. I've got I hear pastors today telling you that there is no such a place as hell. Oh my goodness, read your Bible. This is why it is so important for us to buckle up the belt of truth, stand firm on what God says, and then use use uh the sword of the spirit. Learn how to wield the word of God to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. This is such an important topic for us as believers in this generation. Satan wants you to live in fear, and God says, no, I have so much more for you than that. Walk with me. I will give you the peace that passes understanding. Buckle the belt of truth. Put on the best, the best pate of, of righteousness. 
put on the shoes of the gospel of peace, hold up the shield of faith, put on the helmet of salvation and learn to use the sword of the spirit. And then trust that God through the power of the Holy Spirit is going to work through you to have an impact on the next generation. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.